And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's Expository Thursday. Expository Thursday. As we work together to know the letter better into the narrative of the book of Acts, we travel to understand what things the Lord requires of us as we learn to apply God's timeless truths in our lives. First, good news for the people of Israel. There is peace with God through Jesus. Peter was catching on that the gospel was expanded, but old habits die hard, most specifically, listen to this, religious or traditional ones. And from a practical application point of view, old church habits die hard. It doesn't matter if God gives us a vision, a sign, or a dream, or a prophetic communication. So what's the problem? Why don't we just respond? Often, we're scared. That's what. Next, anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and with the power for doing good and for healing and deliverances. Because the Father was with the Son, connected to the Holy Spirit. So, well, number one, what did Jesus do? As Peter's going to share this with Cornelius, what did he do? He did good. And we mean he taught, he loved, he cared for, he had compassion, he felt people's pain, he fed people, complimented people, challenged people, and rebuked people. All of that and so much more. He also cast out evil spirits. Yes, they are real, and yes, they are active today. That Jesus said so, so I don't know how you're going to get out of that. To think not, by the way, is to deny the words of Jesus. And he operated in the miraculous. And finally, uh, not to the public, but to those of us he chose beforehand. Do you know that everyone he has chosen, do you know everyone he's chosen? You know every person he chose? No, you, you don't. Does God know everyone he's chosen? Yes. So you don't know everyone he's chosen, but God knows everyone he's chosen, right? Right? Chose to do what? What has he chosen all of us to do? Well, certainly to preach and to testify. And you know what that means? That means you and me. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events, personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? You can email us during the show. No, really, I'm getting a bunch of emails during the show. All of them are bills, but I'm getting a bunch of emails. Uh, David at hemustincrease.org. That's David at hemustincrease.org. You can text us live during the show, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us during the show, 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. Seven zero. When you make that phone call, you'll be talking to 
Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right, because you are talking to kid a Dynamite. And when you talk to Dynamite D, I just want you to know right now, you will have an explosion of confidence because that's what he's dripping with. Too much kindness. <laughs> you got to take all these compliments, and then you got to put them in a bottle. <laughs> Here it is, folks. If you want to, you can reach out to us. You can connect to us. It can be on any topic. That part's okay. We're just not committed to the Kvetch Fest. There's nothing wrong with that. Many shows that open that opportunity to give you the opportunity to really pour it out and share how you're feeling. And we don't have a problem with that, but most of those are geared towards politics and most of those are geared toward complaining. And we're kind of trying to operate in this Eva, every victory acknowledged attitude. And in that, what we want to do is encourage one another, bless one another, strengthen one another. Why not have a show in the middle of the day that just says, Hey, smile. It's cool. Right? That's exactly what we're doing. That is how we're approaching it. So maybe you've got a prayer request, though. You got something real heavy in your heart, and you need other people to join their faith with yours. We're here for you. All of us. Those in the studio, which is uh, Jennifer's in the front office, but Dynamite D and myself right here for you. And uh, many people, hundreds of people, thousands of people, most likely. Uh, that have uh, some kind of touch or listen to. We do know that for a fact, by the way, because we did get a thousand downloads in November, so that was nice. That's big time. That's nice. I mean, for us, I mean, we're small cookies. We're little fortune cookies. <laughs> and we love when they call too, Dave. Uh, but a lot do. of people don't for their own reason. But we yeah. love when they call. Yeah, it's because it's a big family kind of goofy. We're like a picnic. Is that like a, is it, was it a potluck on a Sunday after church kind of thing? Yeah, that's what it's like. With apple pie. With apple pie and ice cream, which we still haven't gotten, nor have we gotten the recipe for. I'm still hammering it home. <laughs> just keep just keep doing it, brother. <laughs> Don't stop. So if you've got a prayer request, reach out to us. If you've got a praise report, i got to tell you right now, praise reports bless so many people. It, it, you don't have to say it well. You don't have to communicate it well. If you don't want to do it on the radio, do it through the website because people love to hear that God is doing stuff. Because you know what it does? It builds confidence that he'll do stuff for us personally. So you want to reach out to us that way. That's totally awesome as well. In all of this stuff, you keep in mind, our show is kind of a cross between Steve Martin, Sean Hannity, and Focus on the Family. Probably a little bit more Focus on the Family than anything else. I would think so anyway. That's what I would go with. All right, I'm looking for my sheet of paper that has my trivia question, and I can't find my trivia question. Oh, it's right in front of me. (laughs) See, See the small little paper? It fell out of the book. Young man. Oh, my. All right, there you go. Here's your trivia question. To whom? Who said this? Who said this? It's a who question. Who, 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 who? The woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. Easy peasy, man. Easy peasy right there. Who saith that? You don't have to use the th part, but you can. I don't mind. Uh, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. You can also send an email, david, at hemusincrease.org. We did not get a chance to do our DNA, so we will do that now because that is an important part of what we do. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. How often was that? Daily. Is that every day? Every single day. There you go. 
And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Jesus said, don't be ashamed of me or my words, or I'll be ashamed of you when I come. It's like, that's bad. And then A, always be ready. To serve. To serve, which means other people are important to you. I'm telling you, for the people that are suffering, you know, with different uh, elements, if you focus on other people and their stuff, you will find this power that lifts you past your own intense suffering. And in doing that, you will find some relief because you're taking on other people's burdens. And then God takes on your burden. I'm just like, you can't miss this stuff. It's so cool. All right. So that's our DNA. We're going to get into the teaching because I'm running all the way behind because I'm always behind. Don't forget, we have some modified schedules coming up. was it like three weeks, two weeks, three weeks? Like the I 20- want to say one star next week. Or is that we're talking about no, the basketball? Yeah, the basketball I think starts the twenty first. So that's like three weeks. This is- I have to double check on that. Okay, double check, find out, let me know. It's not the end of the world. We'll let you know. We'll keep everybody posted. All right, here we are in the book of Acts. Here's Peter. Peter is talking to the group of people. Remember, Cornelius has assembled people together. He has assembled people together to hear what Peter has to say. Uh, we picked it up from this, and you know, Peter, uh, this is uh, Acts chapter 10, verse 34. Peter replied, I see very clearly that God does not show partiality in every nation. He accepts those who fear him and do what is right. Hence, Psalm 119, verse 63, I am a companion to all them that fear you. And then he goes on to say this. He says, I'm sure you have heard about the good news for the people of Israel that there is peace with God through Jesus Christ. Can you just stop right there and recognize there is the gospel? There it is. I mean, he's going to explain it in greater detail, but everybody's trying to, you know, make it um, either complex or you got to make it long or you got to do this or here, here's the gospel. Ready? Here's the good news. By the way, the word good news is the word for what? Gospel. Okay. All right. I know we had a child alert, I think, just happened. So I don't know if that affected other people, affected me. But all right. So gospel. What is the gospel? Here's the gospel for the people of Israel. Ready? There is peace with God through Jesus Christ. There it is. Let's see. There is peace with God through Jesus Christ. That is eight words. And it don't need to be longer. Yes, there's more to understand. Yes, there's more to grow in. But you don't have to start by trying to go in depth. It's just straightforward. There is peace with God through Jesus Christ. That is the gospel. That's Romans 1.16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of God, for it is the power unto salvation. What's the purpose of the gospel? To save you. Power of God unto salvation to the Jew first and also to the Greek. That's Romans 1.16. Not ashamed of that. What are we not ashamed of? That there's peace with God through Jesus Christ. We just have made it so complex and so complex. And it's like, okay, I'm not trying to oversimplify, but at the same time, I'm trying to acknowledge 2 Corinthians, which we'll get into in many, many moons from now, but 2 Corinthians 11.3, talking about being removed from the simplicity that's in Christ. In Jesus Christ, there is peace with God. Now, the peace with God can be severed if you believe that you can sever Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, can you do that? I don't think so. 
Can you remove Jesus? No, I don't think so. So in Jesus, there is peace with God. And it says there is peace with God through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. I'm not going to go into the any, every, all thingy. Lord of all, okay? Is he exercising every element of that lordship? No, because there's still death. But he will. And that will be the end of that. All right? All right. So what I want you to do is I want you to focus on this. I don't want you to make it more complex. Talking to people and they're looking for all these deep answers and give me the answer to this and how could this be and how is this and how is this. Sometimes the best answer is to keep it as simple as possible. Hey, you know, man, you can have peace with God through Jesus. That's all you really need. See, the truth cuts through like a blazing saw. See, there it is. We'll take our break. Oh, I got to do the trivia. Uh, the trivia question. Sorry, we almost got that. Uh, I'll even let uh, uh, D answer this one. Uh, who said, The woman that thou givest to be with meeth, she gaveth meeth of the treeth, and I did eateth. Adam. That is correct, sir. <laughs> Give yourself a ding, ding, ding. <laughs> I added some of those ithiths. Okay, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Can't stand the skill, can't stand the shame. Hey there, it's Amazing Jennifer, and I am helping out the David Spoon Experience. As you may know, I basically run the KAAM radio station. And Dr. Dave is looking for a few good people to join and become representatives, ambassadors, and stewards of this here radio ministry. Now, you may be thinking, well, I'd love to get involved, but I'm not very qualified for ministerial positions. Well, the truth is that because you are a child of our Heavenly Father, that you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you seek to live by the power of the Holy Spirit, you have all you need to be a part of this ministry. But Jennifer, don't I need to be perfect? <laughs> no. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassadors Initiative link. Just fill out the form and we will reach out to you. But sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. You are on your own with that. What is the David Spoon experience? It's because heaven is not some statuesque place where people go there and then freeze. Wait, I'm in heaven. I'm standing. Nope, I can't sit. Wait, no, I'm in heaven. I'm sitting. No, wait, I can't stand. Where does that kind of concept of heaven come from? Well, is he standing or is he sitting? I'm going to go with he's doing both. He's standing on this one. He's sitting on this one. Over there, he could be doing a Scooby-Doo act. I don't know what he's doing. All I know is that heaven is not about frozen people that don't move. And if we don't get a better handle on what heaven is, we're going to lose our communication of our hope to a hope that's based on 72 virgins, which guarantees you after 73 times, it's not the fun it was the 72 times. It's so ridiculous. And that's the hope we're not winning on? You have got to be kidding me. The David Spoon Experience. Christian faith is being attacked. 50 years ago, people would disagree with Christianity, but with a sense of respect. Those days are over. 
The rage, the flesh, the enemy, and the atmosphere of sin is growing and growing. Jesus said in Matthew 24, the love of many will grow cold. And if it's not the end now, it's certainly a lot closer than it was yesterday. You may be from a Baptist background. David Spoon has that. You may have a Pentecostal background. He has that too. You may have a non-denominational background. Yep, he's got that as well. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMN 770. The Truth Station here in Texas, getting ready for our next trivia question. By the way, don't think I'm making fun of King James when I'm doing the ithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithithith
ahead of her that's gone through this trial. She's a seventh. So we'll see what happens here. They've done everything they can around the Tampa and Orlando area. So they're at the big one now. Yeah, that's, you know, that's where Julianne, she, it's that hospital and another hospital right next to it. That's where Julianne always takes Easton because she's in in that area and that's oh. she and she came out of Florida and that uh-huh. is that is by far the best hospital for children who are going through stuff like that. I mean Julianne did hours and hours, I mean almost like a doctorate level of re- research to figure it out cuz they were in Florida and then they moved over to uh Memphis after the, uh yeah. Covington. And so the, yeah. they do all of their medical stuff for Easton out of Memphis. Isn't that oh, amazing? Okay. So that should be a little bit of comforting because I'm telling yeah. you, that's the best there is. It, There's nothing it better. It is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, it, it's hard, though, but I'm just saying at least it's the right direction. Yes, we think so, too. Yeah, yeah. thank you for your yeah. prayers and everybody that's on listening uh, people. Yeah. So, well, we love yeah. you, brother. We love you. We want it to be well for the family, for Nola, for the, for the parents, everybody. We know it's not easy. It's, yes, it has its moments. That's right. All right. All right, I'm going to have you answer the trivia question. You ready for this one? Yes. All right. (laughs) Who said, cry aloud, for he is a god. Either he is talking or he's pursuing or he's in a journey or pre-adventure he sleepeth and must be awakened. Who said that? That would be Elijah. That is correct, Amundo, sir! (laughs) That is a correct amendment. So it was Elijah, not Elisha, but Elijah. And again, in the in the Hebrew, it is very, it's very specific about uh, one of the things he's doing. And there's no, there's no, uh, you know, it's just think Sherman. I mean, it's all you got to do because yeah, that's, right, he's yeah. like, yeah, what's he's what's your name? John? What's he, what's your God? He's in the, he's taking him, he's going to the bathroom. I mean, that's what he's saying. I mean, I don't that squeeze the Sherman. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mr. Whipple. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, what people yeah, that keep praying. Elijah was quite a guy, I tell you what. He yeah. just stood up and but then he kind of got a little afraid of Jezebel there for a yeah. while, which I can understand. But, you know, <clears throat> and he just kind of tongue-in-cheek or making fun of the prophets. and. Yeah, and he was so, – you're right. He was so strong in in where he was, and I think a lot of people, as you read it, you're off caught off guard that he was like, what what happened that you were like, why didn't you say to Jezebel, come on down? You know, it's like you're almost wondering. <laughs> and I think it's oh. because it's under the anointing that some of that strength and boldness comes, and when it ceases, it's like, you know, that maybe it's not quite the same – you don't right. have quite the same level kind of like boldness. A precursor to – to Peter, kind of bold, and then all of a sudden, you're going to deny me three times. Yeah. Oops. Yep. Yep. You yep. Then yep. he was restored. Interesting connection. That's a good connection there. That's pretty, pretty <laughs> insightful. I know. Yeah. Well, we wanted we want people to be praying for you. So you know, I'm just encouraging Thank everybody you. and uh, keep our brother in prayer, keep Nola in prayer, the family in prayer. Just keep praying. And we'll just yeah. keep praying and keep hearing things, and the best we can do is the best we can do before the Lord, and trust that it will be right. it will be great. Maybe maybe they'll run into Julianne while they're up there. Just tell them to listen for to a very uh, thirty uh, three year old loudmouth. Oh. <laughs> uh, I wonder who she gets that from. David, I, I, I know. <laughs> those people <laughs> no. in those schools that raised those kids. That's all I've got. <laughs> 
Oh, gosh. No, she's probably as good as your dad, I tell yeah. you. Maybe better. Right? <laughs> Thank you, brother. <laughs> no, you did a good job, I'm uh, sure. Uh, I appreciate it, brother. And we'll be keeping yeah. prayer, and you keep us posted, okay? All right. Thanks, David. All right. God bless you. I'll see you later. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, so we know there's an Amber Alert going on, so we know some people are getting interrupted. Don't be all that surprised. It's you know it's part of what the process is. We go through this, right? All right. I want to finish though because I haven't taught any of this. We'll do our comedy part later. You know, don't worry about that. But I want to pick it up from for the simplicity of the gospel. What uh, Peter said next. So Peter, he's talking to Cornelius. He's got this whole group of people. He's in a place he shouldn't be because by law he was not allowed to be in a Gentile house. So he's already busting through. Okay, he's already he's already pushed the the gamut. All right, so but he's he's gonna tell them the story. So he lays out what the beginning of the gospel is. There is peace with God through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. Uh, and then he says this: You know what happened uh, all through Judea, beginning in Galilee, after John the Baptist began preaching. And no doubt you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Then Jesus went around doing good and healing all those who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And we apostles are witnesses of all he did throughout Israel and Jerusalem. So one of the things that's going on is they're just talking about the ministry of Jesus. And the ministry of Jesus is one that is where Jesus is doing good. And by doing good, he it's more, it, it certainly involves casting out spirits. But Jesus fed people. Jesus comforted people. Doing good. Also, Jesus rebuked people. He challenged people. The whole goal was to get them to in a sense, repent in the capacity that repent means to change one's mind and change one's direction of mind. He's trying to get people to be heavenly or skywardly, so to speak. He's trying to get people to be so more heavenly oriented and eternal oriented and not so selfish in this lifetime. That's what Jesus was doing. And he was getting people to change and to move. And so he, he goes around, he does good. And then if you want to be a person that does good in the kingdom of God, you should ask the Lord to anoint you with the Holy Spirit. And you should be not just anointed on the outside, but be filled with the Holy Spirit on the inside, because the Holy Spirit on the inside helps you reflect Jesus from a character point of view. The Holy Spirit on you helps you do the ministry of Jesus from a ministerial point of view. Yes, demons are real. No, it's not like the exorcist in every case, so stop thinking that, but demons have been influencing people for thousands of years. Have you listened to the news? Have you listened to some of these people talk? I mean, they want to kill babies after they're out of the womb. It's like infanticide. It's like, you got to be kidding. This is disgusting. And that's exactly, by the way, what Pharaoh wanted to do with the Jews. It's a male, came out, male, kill it. You see, there, there's no difference. It's never been different. It's all the same rubbish. And so what we need is to be firmly intact in the Lord, in our connection to the Lord, filled with the Holy Spirit, going about doing good, proclaiming the kingdom of God. That's what we need to be doing. Does that mean you're going to be a Billy Graham? No. I'm afraid to talk, Dave. Okay. Ask the Lord to give you an opportunity to say something where you don't have to be on a pulpit to share it. You can just be where you're at. You know what's amazing about God? He created the world by speaking 
created the universe by speaking. He can create an opportunity for you by speaking. Ask him to help you do it in the framework of what you're, what you're able to do. Or ask him to give you the courage to step up one. But be aware that the proclamation of the gospel is all of our responsibilities. You have a responsibility, and I have a responsibility to do exactly what Peter says. We are witnesses of Jesus. That's what you are. You're a witness of Jesus Christ. Be one. Okay? All right. Uh, We'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon experience? Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. Our words will justify us or condemn us. And we understand our words will justify us or condemn us because they reveal our hearts. So therefore, in conclusion that our words justify us or condemn us because they reveal our hearts, we need to remember and operate and function function in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 20, which says this. And actually, you can even look at verse 19. Speak to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, Ephesians 5, 19. Uh, sing and make music in, the, in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because you know that by your words you're justified and condemned, because you know they reveal your heart, you ought to make sure that you follow the scriptures that Paul commands us to follow, and you ought to be being thankful in everything. You ought to be being thankful in everything. And if you are thankful in everything, that will be a part of your verbalization or your speech, and that will be a revelation as to what's in your heart. Are you a thankful Christian for everything? And you say, well, Dave, I'm thankful that he saved me, but I'm going through this trial, and I don't like it. I'm not so thankful for the trial. And I say, I understand. I understand that. Uh, Again, not a new revelation coming right here. Romans chapter 8, verse 28 tells you the ticket, the method, the system by which you can be thankful in everything. Are you going to mean I should be thankful in a divorce proceeding? I should be thankful that my brother is a drug addict? I should be thankful that I'm going bankrupt? I should be thankful that these terrible things are happening? Or that I should be thankful that I can't sleep? No, I think you should read Romans 8, 28 with me and respond to this. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. So I think the answer is, can you be thankful in all those things? Yes. For going through a divorce? No. But that God is going to work into your lives good things through this process? Absolutely. If you don't believe that God is going to work things that are good into your lives in your trial, you don't believe anything he says. Because one of the greatest premises that Jesus laid down is, and I, and I caught this just earlier this week, let not your hearts be troubled. There will be trouble in the world. I've overcome the world. It's like, but Jesus said, don't let your heart be troubled. Well, as though we had a choice. We do. We do. And we should be thankful in all of it while we're going through for the actual drug addiction. No, but that God's not going to give up on the person. He's going to work good out of it. The David Spoon Experience. 
Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM and 770, the truth station here in Texas. A challenging trivia question. I can only tell you the answer is in the book of Genesis. Let's hear it. Who said, God Almighty appeared to me at Luz in the land of Canaan and blessed me? I know some people think it's Luz. I just think it's Luz, but that's right. Uh, God Almighty appeared to me at Luz in the land of Canaan and blessed me. Who was the first? I will say something about Joanne and Cordelia today. On fire! As always. On fire! Good job, ladies. Good job. Prayerful for the show, great participants, and trivia people like Wowzer. Trivia experts. Experts. I would give them an expert. That's pretty good. Uh, if you think you know, by the way, who said this, by the way, uh, God Almighty appeared to me at Luz in the land of Canaan and blessed me. I will give you this just to help you out. It's one of the big three in the Genesis. Okay, I mean, that's, that's one of the patriarchs. One of the big three. <laughs> One of the big three. Uh, nine seven two. If I give you more than that, how is it not just giving them the whole answer? Nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero. Also, you can text in two one four two one zero eight four eight three. As well, you can send an email David at he must increase dot org. Going to send you up to the website. Two things to tell you. Don't forget, we'll have modified schedules. We'll talk to you about that later on. We're still praying for ministry direction because I did get a contract today for the next 12 months, so I want to make sure we're doing the right thing. And then the last thing to tell you is that money is uh, money. <laughs> we need to have, like, that money. What is that pink voice on money? Anyway, we need money. If you can give it, great. If you can't, don't. I don't. That's fine. I mean, I really just want you to be a partner in prayer more than anything else. That would be more important to me than anything, because then I know that we're bombarding heaven, and eventually God goes, okay, fine, fine. All right. Uh, check out the website, hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. All right, so I think that's a drag racing car losing to a horse. And the person driving the car is eating vanilla ice cream. With pie? Exactly. Okay. Then I accept your premise. Okay. Uh, who, here's your trivia question. God Almighty appeared to me at Luz in the land of Canaan and blessed me. Who said that? Here's your only hint. In some capacity, this is tied to big-time wrestling. That's all I'm going to give you. Big time wrestling. <laughs> uh, 972-445-0770. Also, 214-210-8483. Or send an email, David, at hemustincrease.org. Let's do our history. Let's go All right, for those that do not know, today is Eat a Red Apple Day. That's good. That's all right. 
Today is National Pie Day. Wink, wink. <laughs> it is actually National Pie Day. National Christmas Christmas Lights Day, which I like Christmas. I do I too. Know, I like. I don't it. know what the problem is, you know. Except I will tell you, if you lived in a neighborhood and then your neighbor was that person that put up like a hundred and twenty-five thousand lights, that would be a lot tougher. Yeah. Right. But you know, I we don't live in those neighborhoods. Uh, okay. Today is. Uh, on this day, by the way, uh, 1835, Hans Christian Andersen published the uh, first book of fairy tales. 1885, soft drink Dr. Pepper is served for the first time, which is funny because along the lines of while I got the doctorate, I'm not even kidding you. I used to always drink Sprite or Diet Sprite. Now I drink Dr. Pepper. See what the doctor did to you? I know. It's kind of weird. <laughs> Anyway, 1913, first drive-up gas station opened in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, 1913, also on this day, the Ford Motor Company introduced uh, the assembly line. And then this, I thought, I've, I've told this one before, and this is a classic. 1992, a cardboard robber. Police rushed a video store and drew weapons on an armed gunman. It turned out that there was a cardboard cutout of Denzel Washington. Wow. <laughs> Never heard that one. <laughs> Put him up. Well, he's not moving. <laughs> oh, he might not be real, guys. It had to be at a blockbuster. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> it had to be. About All, right. Right. All right. Well, done with that because we got a lot of teaching still to God Almighty appeared to me at Luz in the land of Canaan and blessed me. Who said that? Just think wrestler. Wrestler. Who's a wrestler in the Old Testament in Genesis? 972-445-0770. You can tell things are getting, we're starting to lose our minds. I don't know if you can figure that out. My poor wife has to work like 68 hours in the next so many days, so I am just in half survival mode. She loves her job, so my job is to support her in her job. But this is the part of her job that's a little draining, so it has its moments. Is there any particular reason, Dave? Just this time yeah, of she's year? Yeah, got, she's got inventory. Okay, so whenever gotcha. she has inventory, it's like all bets off, right? But then she's got, you know, all right. Uh, let's pick it back up from where Peter said we are the apostles are witnesses. We are our apostles are witnesses of all uh, Jesus did throughout Israel and Jerusalem. They put him to death by crucifying, but God raised him to life three days later. Then God allowed him to appear not to the general public, but to us whom God had chosen beforehand to be his witnesses. We were those who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. So there's two really cool things in Peter's uh, sermon. One of those things is he does make this notation, which I think is rather important to understand, uh, that he's talking about God appearing, uh, you know, Jesus Christ appearing to people, and that God allowed him to appear to people, you know, a certain amount of people, 500 at one time, the Scripture says, then various people at different times. But it's very specific, and it says— not to the general public. And you think about that, and you think, well, why not? Why not to the general public? And the reason is, is because now it becomes the mission of the disciples and the apostles, the disciples, all the people that follow Jesus to take on the message and to carry it across. You see, one of the reasons that Jesus went through the process he went through and then ascended was so that the Holy Spirit can be poured out. And the Holy Spirit being poured out uh, the, the Holy Spirit then fills all of the vessels who are 
truly naming the name of Christ, and they become the representatives that Jesus was. We just, it takes all of us combined to really, to not even to match Jesus, but just to, to follow in that ministry, so to speak, and we can just do it in greater amounts. But Jesus is functioning his earthly ministry through the Holy Spirit through us. And he chooses his vessels, and you have been chosen. You can you know, you can fight with the election and free will all you want. You can solve it in two sentences, okay? In man's eyes, it's free will. In God's eyes, it's election. Just get over it, okay? He's not telling anybody who is or isn't. And so in that process, you have been chosen by God to be a witness. Guess what? That's your job. You think, well, no, Dave, my job is to run a radio show. Nope, my job is to uh, is to coordinate flowers for, for people in the, in the community like my wife does. Or my job is to uh, be a waiter. My job is to be a mechanic. My job is to be a plumber. It's to be an executive. It's to be a salesperson. That's your, that's your secular job. You have a spiritual job that is in greater priority in your life than any other job. You are a witness of Jesus. You are an extension of the ministry of Jesus Christ. By what you say and by what you do. In order to do it right, you need the help from the Holy Spirit. You can't do it on your own. And that's what you're calling to. And God has selected you. And and if before, well, you know, he chose poorly you know, because you're the, he knows exactly what he's doing. Some people are like the gruffest people, and God has chosen them because you know who they can reach? The other gruffest people. It's like, he's going to wait a God, because God is a witness everywhere. You think, well, isn't everybody the same? Really? I mean, you can't even be asking that question. No, we're all so different. We all need witness different. We all need to understand. I mean, it's it's one narrow path in through Jesus Christ. But boy, does the Lord pull from the left and the right want to get people there. And then once you're in, it's much more expansive. And it's like it's like amazing stuff. You are a witness specifically chosen by God because he knows exactly what he's doing. And so he chose you. Not just to the general, but Jesus didn't Jesus didn't show up and then jump on an IMAX and go, look at me, look at me. He chose his disciples and said, Go tell them, go tell them, go tell them. And I love this little thing that he says here. We are those who ate and drank with him after he wrote. I mean, there's no this isn't a ghost. This is Jesus, the resurrected Jesus. They ate and drank with him. Is that amazing? That's just amazing. Just like, I just like, wow. What we need to do is just make ourselves more available. That would be a really good step. Okay. Uh, answer to the trivia question God Almighty appeared to me at Luz in the land of Canaan and blessed me. Who said that? Jacob. I was thinking it. Because Jacob wrestled with an angel. Yep. See, see. So it was a good hint. You just had to follow along with it. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Since the dawn of the internet, people have been looking for a website they can be proud of without costing an arm or a leg. People want a quality website to promote their ministry, business, hobby, or passion. Introducing... 
Cowpunch Sites. Cowpunch Sites can help you create and maintain a quality website. From design to security, Cowpunch does it all. Cowpunch is a family-owned and operated business, taking a fresh approach to business. Lots of clients at lower prices. Make mom happy. The most significant benefit of working with Cowpunch Sites is that you work with real people, not cheesy templates. No outsourcing. It's $57 a month, and there's no setup fee and no cancellation fees. When you go to cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's me. Oh, did I mention that it's $57 a month? Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull. Um, Dave, this is a nice radio station. Oops, sorry. That's Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull-oney. There, that's better. Cowpunchsites.com slash dad. What is the David Spoon experience? 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1, Paul said, follow me. As I follow Christ. What happens when he stops following Christ? You stop following him. And what about 2 Corinthians 2.14? Not that we rule over your faith, Paul said. What? Not that we rule over your faith. So this whole notion that there's this authority structure and that people have to obey, because if they don't obey in every nuance, they're going to be, you know, zapped or whatever. Ours was better. You know what our story was? Ken told the story about past congregations he had, how, about people who disobeyed him and spoke evil about them, and how God killed them. That's what he told us. In fact, it was true that somebody out of the 110 people out of his three previous churches, let's just, we'll just leave that there, uh, uh, one person did die. Wow, one out of 110. They picked up a hitchhiker on their way to Flagstaff, Arizona. Hey, I pastored in Flagstaff. And uh, the hitchhiker ended up killing the guy because the guy was a mental case. But uh, can use that after his church was closed 15 years later saying, gee, what? What? But we were too dumb to know. So now you have the same guy that told us how to attack a Christian leader, telling us we can no longer attack Christian leaders unless he, the anointed of God, gives us permission. He's in charge, and we can't challenge him or question him. And, oh, by the way, if we talk about the anointed or touch the prophets of God, God will kill us, and he's him. So I, I, he's, he's the one of the anointed, so we can't touch him. Even though none of that is scriptural, none of that is right, and all of that is wackadoodle. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the Truth Station. The Truth Station. Did I say station? I think you said station. Okay. The Truth Station here in Texas. That's man. man. You know, welcome to the show. <laughs> there you go. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, today's, here's this, uh, last trivia question. I'm so excited to teach this last part, and I know I'm going to mess it up, but just, just stick with me, okay? I promise you this will, this will be worthwhile. Uh, last trivia question. Here you go. 
Uh, who said, and everybody should get this, and it is who you think it is, who said, full well you reject the commandment of God that you might keep your own tradition? Who said that? Full well you reject the commandment of God that you might keep your own tradition. Who said that? Okay? It's in Mark chapter 7. Uh, if you think you know, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david, at he must increase dot org who said that and then we'll go right into the next thing uh deb got the pow pow on that very nice deb uh somebody calling in so give them the opportunity to talk to dynamite d to be blessed and encouraged and then after we do the trivia this closeout i, I just i i the rest of this is kind of cool but the lead up is so powerful i want to get it right so uh let's have the person sent over who's ready to answer so, knock, knock, this is David. Who am I talking to? Well, this is Deborah. Hi, Deborah. Hi. How, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm, uh, I'm excited to teach this last part, but I'm concerned that I'll mess it up because it's kind of a cool part. So I'm hoping people will follow along. So make sure to pray for me when I'm when I'm teaching it, okay? Because I could use that okay. extra, okay. extra prayer. All right, so here's a straightforward question. It is who you think it is. Who said, full well, you reject the commandment of God that you might keep your own tradition? Uh, is it Jesus? That is correct, Amundo! Jesus said that in Mark chapter 7, verse 9, and it's like that's what the people do is they, they get so scared, their traditions are so easy to, to seize upon, and they're afraid, and they reject the truth and the, and, the, and the expansion of the truth because they don't want anything to shake the bubble they have. And it's like uh. you, can't, you can't keep God in a box, people. Not allowed. So... There we go. Excellent day. I appreciate it very, okay. very much. All right. Thanks. Y'all right. have a good afternoon. All right. God bless you. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, folks. We've been talking about this whole thing with Peter. We started off, Peter's talking to Cornelius. Just listen to this. This is super, super, super important. The first thing that we taught about was the good news for the people of Israel. There's peace with God through Jesus Christ. That is the gospel. Then Peter goes through the ministry of Jesus. He goes through the anointing of Jesus. He goes through how that, you know, the, the apostles are witnesses chosen and that God has selected various witnesses, right? And we pick it up right here when he says, we are those who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. Verse 42 in Acts chapter 10, he says this, and he ordered us to preach everywhere and to testify that Jesus is ordained of God to be the judge of all, the living and the dead. He is the one all the prophets testify about saying that everyone who believes in him will have their sins forgiven through his name. So as Peter is doing this teaching with Cornelius and with this group of Gentiles, who are, Peter's not even supposed to be there, for crying out loud, that's against tradition. And it's like the Lord's trying to teach everybody, don't be so stuck in your traditions that you can't allow for the movement of the Holy Spirit, which is obviously what, what's being taught. And, and as Peter goes through this whole thing, 
he gets to this point. So he starts with the gospel is peace with God through Jesus Christ. And he concludes with, they will have their sins forgiven through his name. As you are aware, and we are not going to get into right now, but the next thing that happens is that the Holy Spirit falls on all these people. And people are longing to have ministry where the Holy Spirit falls on people and does whatever the Holy Spirit is going to do, convict in the heart, have people surrender their lives, have people, I don't care, what whatever their response is to the Holy Spirit, however that response is, all of that stuff. But it comes about because Peter is preaching about the, God, the simplicity of the gospel and forgiveness. That's something a lot of people miss. He says, he is the one the prophets testify about, saying that everyone who believes in him will have their sins forgiven through his name. As soon as he says that, we're going to see, and as we go back, we'll do it next week, the Holy Spirit just comes pouring out. That's the thing. In the ministry power that everybody's seeking to look for, seeking to find, I'm telling you the connective element in all right ministry is the gospel of Jesus Christ and the proclamation of people receiving forgiveness because that's the mission of Jesus Christ, to save people from their sins. And Peter starts talking about forgiveness, and then it goes beyond his control. You can, you fully can understand. The Holy Spirit doesn't stop and go, okay, Peter, can I cut in now? That's not what's going on, right? You will get into the test because it even says, as he's speaking, the Holy Spirit says, but what he's speaking about is he's testifying to the gospel. He gives a very brief history of Jesus, probably about, what, three, four paragraphs, and concludes with there's forgiveness in his name. And the forgiveness is what unleashes the power of the Holy Spirit. If you can catch that, it's true for you too. You want to have more activity in the kingdom of God and doing ministry for the things of God in whatever capacity? Understand the connection. The gospel to the power of forgiveness to the power of God. I mean, it's just like that forgiveness is what got you saved. That's why you said yes. That forgiveness is what people are they're longing for it. They're, they keep trying to earn it. I mean, everybody tries to earn it. You try to do good enough. Everybody's hunting for it. They're pursuing for this thing that the Lord is giving people because of the redemptive work of Jesus Christ. And you're the messenger. You're the vessel. You want to see the Lord do powerful ministry in people's lives? Recognize the connection between forgiveness, the gospel, and the Lord showing up. Understand the true power of forgiveness. Understand 
that peace that we have with God through Jesus Christ because he laid down his life, then you are entering into ministry. Because that's the ministry. It's not about making people look clean. The Holy Spirit does a whole much better job. The Word of God does a whole much better job. The, the fellowship of the people does a whole much better job than one individual does on another. Okay, I mean, I'm just saying. But if you really want to be involved in the ministry of God, understand that the ministry of the new covenant is peace with God through Jesus Christ, the forgiveness of sins the restoration of what was lost in the garden, fellowship restored, peace with God. I mean, it's just like, wow. Then everything else can happen and whatever. <laughs> then whatever else. Get there. Be an agent or an agency of the truth of the gospel and a proclaimer of the power of the forgiveness that God has for people. Then... You will be the witness that you were called to be. Okay? All right. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. Just as I am, he reached down and The views expressed in the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.